Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC, John Coleman. Dio, what's popping? Bro, end of the year shit's popping. Thank God. You, you say that, and I usually say that, but I have not been like more busy. Really? That I have the past couple weeks. That's yes. I don't know if it was like I took the week off for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. went up to Charleston. Are you sure? You had sure? a great time. I had to think about that. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, where was I? Was I in Charleston? Yeah, yeah. Was I in Charlotte? Was yeah. I in Charlottesville? Mm. It all gets confusing. Right. But I was in Charleston, South Charleston. Carolina. Then I got back and I was like drinking from a fire hose. Mm-hmm. And then there was a day that I wanted to leave Friday at three o'clock and Thursday night I was up till 1130 working. Mm. And I don't know if that's because like the mortgage industry is that red hot or maybe because I'm trying to launch two other companies while also working full time in my role at Waterstone. Oh yeah. And you're a dad and a husband too. Sometimes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, sometimes. Right. I mean, sometimes and they actually ask me to do things for them. Don't you have some like old people's like softball, men's baseball league washed up thing you do every Sunday now? Uh, Look, I'm either playing men's baseball that's what it is men's baseball men's baseball or yeah i'm at the barn on the horses yeah so so that's a full-time schedule man it is a full-time schedule holy cow yes i'm looking at what is today wednesday today is wednesday yeah and i've been on the go since 5 45. yeah and we're in the afternoon it is yeah i have an event with home lending pal remember brian young shout out brian young yeah they're they're actually going to be like rolling out their their platform to the consumer um they have some lenders signed up to to receive leads from home lending pal oh so it's legit it's it's go time it's go time okay it is go time it's time to like you know put up or shut up okay shut up so i'm gonna go to a a big kickoff event that they're hosting here in orlando then wife and i have a date night nice where y'all going uh so we are season ticket holders to the broadway series at the dr phillips performing arts center wow so we're gonna go see the play called the prom have you seen that before never seen it before nope have you I don't take you as much of a Broadway person. Not that you wouldn't go. Nah, I like the Orlando Philharmonic. Do you really? Yeah, I do. Like I've it. never done that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. You're on to jazz and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no. And then we usually like to go to, uh, there's a really cool hotel in Orlando mm-hmm. called the Grand Bohemian. Oh, shout out to the Grand Bow. Yeah, we like to go to the Grand Bow for uh, for dinner and drinks. Nice. And then we'll go to the show. Nice. So yeah, super busy. Yeah. I get to spend time with you today, too. I know. It's been a while, oh, man. And before this. Okay. Missed getting him on the podcast. Okay. Tim Davis. Tim, I heard you talk about I, him. I talk about Tim. He's an old buddy from way back in the day. Hell of a speaker. Mm-hmm. Really solid mortgage coach. And he was in town. He represents Movement Mortgage mm-hmm. currently. Well, and has been for a while. But I always say currently because mm-hmm. you never know where the future is going to take somebody. Right. But uh, he works over at Movement. Uh, he no longer originates loans. But he's a public speaker. I think he's like John Maxwell certified. And okay. He was once a loan originator. He's a super funny guy and a great speaker. So the Central Florida Mortgage Bankers Association hosted Tim. Nice. So yeah, me and Mike Smalley and a couple of our loan officers all hopped in the car together and drove 15 minutes to downtown Orlando. We had lunch. We networked with a bunch of our colleagues in the mortgage industry. Nice. I call it my friendly comp competitors. Yeah. And we got to see Tim, catch up with Tim, and then listen to Tim do his whole dog and pony. That's a loaded Wednesday for you today. Doug. Yeah, and hopefully I will be able to get Tim to do a podcast episode with us in January mm-hmm. because you and I are going to be in Nashville, and Nashville is Tim's uh, home city. Well, you spoke So when we're in Nashville, we're going to have uh, Tim on. Yep. And we're going to have – this dude, Jesse DiGiacomo. Put it out So there. Jesse's, no, I already talked to Jesse. He's okay. like, yeah, bro, I'm, I'm all in. Jesse's one of my favorite people in general. Mm-hmm. Just hell of a nice guy, funny, endearing. Mm-hmm. But Homeboy closes 500 units. What? 
a year. No, he doesn't. 500 units a year, and he manages and coaches other loan officers. Yeah. So he's also a really um, badass mortgage professional. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So already kicking off 2022, we're going to have some really awesome guests just That's from from the jump. Queued up, ready to from go. From the jump. You know what I have noticed, though? What's that? Is the episodes from like two years ago, Back not 20 months ago. Yeah. Mm, we could have done better. Yeah, I mean, for the time it was, we were where we were, but we're here now, so we have the opportunity to go back and remaster them. Yeah, well, you have to start somewhere, right? Right, got it. Yeah, so what do you think about taking one of our, what we think our better episodes are? Okay. And let's redo them. Approved. Approved? Yes. So after this episode, mm-hmm. let's go ahead and kick a, a redo. Redo. R-E-A-D-U-A-X, A-U-X or something? Yes. Yeah. yeah, let's do a redo. Which one should we do first? 12-week challenge, bro. 12-week challenge. Yes. Yeah, because we get some feedback, like, I think I liked that one, but the audio was kind of off. Oh, yeah, it was way off. Or you guys seemed nervous because the cameras were on. Jittery. Yeah. J- John was stuttering. You guys <laughs> are making weird noises at the end of it. Yeah. You didn't have the right intro. Right. Okay. 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 Yeah. My, okay. But but today's episode is going to be a new one. Yes. And it's going to be a little bit of a viewer request. Yeah. It's going to be mortgage related, but it's not mortgage related. Really? So, hey, my realtor friends, my, my just everyday consumer friends, those people who think at one point in the next five or seven years, you're going to want to purchase a home and you need financing, mm-hmm. or you're going to know someone, a family member who's going to want to purchase a home and needs financing. Mm-hmm. This episode is for you. Nice. This is one of my favorite episodes. It's a both. Okay. It's a both. Hey, whether you're internal or external, are you in the mortgage industry and in real estate industry or are you outside? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This one's for you. Okay. We've done episodes in the past on things like budgeting. Mm-hmm. That's an everybody episode. Everybody. We've had interviews with Ty from EA Sports. Shout out, Ty. That's an everybody episode. Everybody. Toby Moyle, every everyday, everybody episode. Yeah. Um, Laura Hartman. Shout out, Laura Hartman. Yeah. I mean, it's, we have plenty of episodes that are that way. And we do have some that we lean into. Geek out, as you call it. Geek out into, into the mortgages. Yeah. Yep. But today... We what are ta- is that request? We are talking about non-QM lending. What does that mean, John? Well, you taught me it's... Damn it. Non-qualified mortgage. There it is. QM stands for qualified mortgage. Okay. If we were to go back to 2010 and we were to look at the Dodd-Frank Act mm-hmm. and then the um, regulation that came through that act, everything from loan officers' compensation was regulated to uh, the documents that we used were, were changed... Something that was put in is they made a definition. What is a qualified mortgage? And then does that particular loan meet ATR or ability to repay? Mm. Because after living through the demise, the crash of 2005 and six, and every, all the loose lending that led up to it, mm-hmm. what they realized is lenders were creating loans. And by the way, lenders don't necessarily create loans. Wall Street. Investors create loans. They ask lenders to make them. And lenders are like, hey, if you're willing to buy this. We'll make the widget. We'll make it. Whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, we'll make it if you'll buy it. (laughs) Wall Street wanted it. Lenders made it. Sometimes lenders made it and then sold it to Wall Street as if it was something better than it was. Mm. And Wall Street bought it. Right? It it, it goes both ways. Right? Right. There was stains on on the hands of all parties involved. Right. Realtors, including you, builders, including you, like everybody, consumers, including you. We all were at fault for what transpired and led to the Great Recession. Okay. So coming out of the Great Recession, like, okay, we need to put some guardrails up. And those guardrails are let's let's define what is a qualified mortgage. Well, a qualified mortgage is one in which the loan balance cannot Exceed. grow. Okay. 
It's one in which the payment is principal and interest. It's one in which we verified income and assets, right? It's like, no, we actually verified that this person works where they say they work. They make what they say they make. We made sure we put them into a loan program where it's a principal and interest payment, where the payment can't um, grow, where there's not a balloon at the end. Mm -hmm. And then we put in various disclosures that, that when read, safeguards them, the, them meaning the consumer, against being taken advantage of, against the bait and switch. Now, when you say this, the first thing my mind goes to, because this is all I know at entering the mortgage industry. So you're saying like prior to like 2000, let's say 2006, it wasn't like that? No, no. Little old ladies could could be sold a mortgage interest rate that was a variable rate mm -hmm. that the payment was what they call negative amortization. Meaning if you just paid that 1% rate that the loan officer sold you on, yeah. after a year, if you borrowed 300,000, you now owe 310,000. After two years, you now owe 322,000. What? Yeah, the, the um, amortization, instead of you making a full principal interest payment, you made a, por a portion of an interest payment and then the interest then grew. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Gotcha. Like like we used to have the what we jokingly call the fog, the mirror loan. Mm -hmm. If I put a mirror underneath your nose, if I saw a fog, I meant you're alive. Yeah. Hey John, sign here. Here's a mortgage. Really? I didn't verify your income, didn't verify your assets. Possibly pulled credit. That's insane. Yeah, made sure you are who you said you were. And um off you go. Off, off you go. Wow, okay. Yeah. Okay. Like technically, I bought my first house on what some would deem a subprime loan. Now I would call it alternative A or alt A because I had a 680 or better credit score, but I put just 5% down and I never verified anything. It's called a no doc loan. What? No doc loan. My, and my loan program was a six month adjustable rate mortgage where I only was required to pay interest. <coughs> wow. That's I still own that home. Okay. I have tons of equity in that home. Right. I've never missed a payment on that home. It wasn't a terrible loan for me, mm -mm. but I was also a savvy, at least then not quite savvy. Today I'm savvy. Back <laughs> right. then I was like a wannabe right. savvy person in the financial industry. Gotcha. Okay. So this is a long lead up to talk about non-QM loans. So we know a QM or qualified mortgage for the most part, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, conventional conforming loans. That's a QM loan. FHA loans, QM loans, USDA loans, QM, VA, QM. Mm -hmm. It's a qualified mortgage, right? It is, there are parameters, income is verified, assets are verified, yeah. all well and good. But we do have non-QM lending. And non-QM loans are loans in which we only need your bank statements to qualify you. John, I know if I, if I received your tax returns, mm -hmm. Due to your accounting practices, and I use air quotes when I say accounting practices, right. you wouldn't qualify. But if you can show me 12 months of bank statements and I can look at how much um, how much money you're depositing on a monthly basis, there's a mathematical algorithm I can use mm. and count that as income to help you qualify. Hmm. Right? Bank statement loan. And it's called a bank statement loan. Do they call it that? Yeah. Okay. It's called a bank statement okay. loan. Yep. There's a, you know, a non-QM loan could be deemed uh, a loan for somebody where maybe you're not a citizen of the United States. Maybe you do not have a visa. So you're what we call a foreign national. Hmm. Okay. Well, you're not going to, as a foreign national, you're not going to qualify for VA, FHA, USDA, or Fannie Freddie conforming conventional. So then we have to look for a non-QM. 
QM loan. Mm. You may be borrowing a uh, money for a home, but that home is technically a condo tell. A condo tell is halfway between a hotel and a condominium. Well, it doesn't qualify for condominium financing for all of those other agencies I, I listed, but you can do one with a non-QM loan, mm. right? You can, there's a lender or lenders out there that will still underwrite and fund a loan for you. A big one right now is what's called a debt service loan, okay. right? Debt service loan would be if you are a real estate investor and you wanted to purchase an investment property, instead of qualifying based on your income and your assets and your debt income ratio and your loan to value, this particular lender or lenders that do these types of loans, what they'll look at is how much are we lending you and how much is the home going to rent for? And if the rent covers the payment, we'll do a loan for you. Hmm. Like, and this is, by the way, I'm simplifying right. this for everybody, mm -hmm. right? So these are all called non-QM loans. And I'm, I'm sure there are other examples that I'm, that I'm missing out on, right? These are unique out of, outside of the box loans. Mm -hmm. What I want anyone who's tuned in to do is listen to the next five to seven minutes. The next five to seven minutes is what you really need to know about a non-QM loan whether you're an originator, whether you're a realtor, and whether you are a consumer who is going to try to take advantage of one of these loan products to qualify. Sounds good. Okay. Let's start with the most simple. You're not qualified. <laughs> okay. You are not qualified. Okay. But we're gonna try to obtain financing for you. So you don't meet this standard that was set forth by our regulators. It's not a hard no, it's a no for that, but there's hope. Mm. But please know, it's a hard ass loan to do. And not many originators do enough of them consistently to be experts at them. Right. And that loan is typically a loan that is being brokered out to a third party, whoever that lender is, whether it's Angel Oak, whether it's Oak Tree, something about non-QM lenders, they love Oak. Right. Whether it's Citadel, uh, whether it's AFR, like there are a plethora, and I say a plethora, probably a dozen, right. and a half a dozen that are like the mainstays, lenders that will purchase or partner with other banks and other lenders to underwrite, fund non-QM loans. But I think it's paramount for anyone to know going into it, you're not qualified. Set your mindset at that so that you're not thinking that, oh, well, this person told me I, I'd be able to, to get this loan. Mm, this person said, you're not qualified, but there are some avenues that we can explore. And based on my research, I think there's a good chance we can obtain financing. And the reason why I wanna change someone's mindset like that is for someone who helps run a mortgage company, right? Where we fund hundreds of loans a month, mm -hmm. right? We fund hundreds, almost billions of dollars a year just in our, region mortgages what i can tell you is 95 percent of every loan that is being originated and let's just say 90 to be mm -hmm. safe is a qualified mortgage mm. right when it's qualified you know your rules you know your regulations you know your guardrails you have a check sheet you check through and you're like yep you're good and when you're good you're good like you're good 99.8 percent of the time you're good mm. when you're doing a non-qm loan you think a lot you don't know you think, and it's like, okay, you're not a part of that 95%. Right. 
you're now trying to fit into the 5%. And by the way, that 95% there's only like five or six programs that we in the industry use for, for those 95%. On the non-QM sector, there's like 12 to 15 different loans what? that you're using to try to pick up 5% of the available business that's out there. Mm -hmm. So if you're an originator, I think it's good for you to know that these loan programs are out there. I don't know if I would advise you to become a non-QM expert. Yes, I know that my friends in non-QM are going to hate me for that, for saying that. Yeah, I was going to say, so there are some people that just specialize in non-QM, just like other people focus on builders. Some people do X, Y, Z. There are some. Is it, could you say, is it sustainable? Just like, I only do QM, like non-QM loans. Is that no. Like, no. I mean, outlier. Like, I know we had the book Outlier. Shout out to Malcolm Gladwell. It's a hell of a book. It's one of my, my most recent reads. Mm -hmm. And it's sitting on the on the table today <laughs> as a centerpiece. Yeah. This is going to sit up here, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, until you send John and I okay. either suggestions or, or alcohol. Well, it doesn't have to be alcohol. Okay. I think it'd be really cool. Whatever you send us, It'll, if you put a note, hey, please make this the centerpiece, centerpiece it we'll will, do it. It will appear. And we'll give you a shout out. I will. But no, John, those are the outliers. Okay. That No, I... I don't know many top producers that are even willing to do a non-QM loan, which is crazy because people who do what I do on this podcast, but in, in other platforms, mm -hmm. and maybe it's because they're getting paid by non-QM uh, companies, they're like loan officers. If you want to increase your business, you need, you to, need to look into non-QM. And I'm like, eh, mm. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Maybe you need to, need to have a really good resource in your local market where you can kick all your non-QM loans to mm -hmm. so that you can run out and find more of the 95%. Gotcha. Birds of a feather flock together, John. And I don't know if I want to sit back and try to do two or three non-QM loans when I could go out and do seven or eight QM loans. Mm -hmm. Right? It's it's a catch-22. And I'm not here to tell someone what to do and what not to do. I can just tell you the world as, as I know it right. based on how I've experienced it since 2004. In your in your experience, have you ever done a QM loan in your in your – like personally, have you ever handled one? You mean a non-QM loan? Oh, sorry, excuse me, non-QM loan. No. non -conforming. You Nope. Mm -mm. Wow. And you've done a lot of loans. Yeah. I would normally refer that to um, someone in the branch who is a average to below average producer and would be grateful to have any lead. Gotcha. Right? And I would, I would tell you that person is probably that way, either A, because they're new. Mm -hmm. And look, when you're new, there's certain things that you have to experience just mm -hmm. to experience it. Right? It's easier for me to say... Don't do a non-QM loan if you try to do two or three and they were all disasters. You're like, hell yeah, I'm never going to try to do one of those again. <laughs> yeah. Or, um, you know, it's 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 one that I refer. Yeah. Like it just I, I refer it out and I set all the proper expectations. And my expectations as an originator typically go like this: I'm like, hey, John, look, I do a lot of loans every month, every every week, every year, have been for the past decade. I don't do a lot of these loans. Like I, I just don't. I'm. I would be no different than working with a with a rookie. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So what I'd rather do is I try. I'd rather get you in contact with with Tom, or with Wanda because at a minimum they have experience doing this. Hmm. And Tom and Wanda, my office are grateful for it. Mm -hmm. Like they do do them, but I won't. And I'm grateful not doing it. Mm -hmm. And I don't even ask them for a commission split, right? Because all the time that that I that I freed up on that lets me go out and build more relationships with, with people who, who fit. Um, so it's consumers, consumers and realtors. Here's what you need to know, right? What you need to know is if you have a loan officer who's willing to do this loan for you, mm -hmm. cut them a break, cut them some slack. 
These are hard ass loans to do. Remember, non QM, you're not qualified, right? I want you to think that way so you can be grateful. It's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. Somehow the, 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 um, rules change halfway through, right? It's, it's one of those things where it's like a moving target. Closing dates end up becoming a moving target. And the reason why is it's, it's a loan that doesn't fit in the credit box. It's a loan that has very minimal interest by wall street and other investors. It's one in which the, the lender who's, who's right, who's, who's, who's underwriting it may be making an exception somewhere. And it's definitely one in which that your particular loan officer, no matter how great he or she is and how much experience they have, more than likely, they're not closing two or three of these a month. More than likely, they're closing two or three a year. Maybe this is their first one. And imagine your first transaction, no matter what industry you're in. Super smooth, right? Yeah, if you're a dentist, right? My, my dentist friends uh, always like to joke about the first time they clean someone's teeth. Mm, bloody mouth. Yeah. yeah, like they felt terrible yeah. for the person yeah. and it made, it, it gave them all the respect in the world for their dental hygienist mm. to where like my one buddy's like, look, if you ever go to a dentist and the dentist wants to clean your teeth, you need to get up and go find a new dentist. Oh, right, right. He's like, his hygienists know what they're doing. Yeah. They've done it for 10,000 hours, right? Right. You haven't done nine QMs for 10,000 hours and realtors and home buyers don't hold your loan officer like accountable for not doing non QMs so many times that they're experts, there's not enough of them. Right. There's just not enough of them out there. Right. It's, it, it's almost like, like what's a, like a good, almost like what do they call not, not a wives tale, but, um, like legend, like an urban oh, legend, okay, like, yeah. like think of an urban legend, like, Oh, I knew a guy once who knew a girl who worked with a guy and the lender screwed up their foreclosure. Now they own the home free and clear. What? They erased $3,000 in debt. Like, I'm not going to say that's a total lie, yeah. but if that happened, that's a one-off. Right. Like these loans, these non-QM loans, they will be sold to me, the originator, by the non-QM company. Dustin, you should partner with us. Look at all this business that you're missing. You could go out and you could build relationships with realtors because realtors want to refer you because now you can do the hard-ass loans. Mm. Okay. But just because you have that product and we have all the selling features, what's the odds that a, if one of my realtor partners or builder partners has one of these people that they're going to meet all of the parameters and stipulations that you set forth because it tends to be an all or nothing. And if it's not all or nothing, then I have to submit for a request. So I'm taking a non-qualified mortgage. Now I'm asking for a request and doing something that I'm not proficient in. Mm. I haven't done it a hundred times, 200 times, 500 times. Maybe if I'm lucky, I close, five a year. I mean, try doing anything five times a year. John, you like to golf, right? Yeah. Are you better at golfing when you, when you golf five times a month or five times a year? Five times a year, no, a month. Yeah. 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 The more you golf, yeah. like certain things will get better. Your, your chipping and your putting mm -hmm. definitely is better by playing golf once a week. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily your driving because I've seen you drive. Yeah, I've gotten much you, better. You should stick to the iron game. Yeah, okay. Drive, I switch now. Flip flop. <laughs> But, but in general, yeah. in general, anything you do, the more times you do it. So mm -hmm. I think it's just, you should know what is a non-QM loan? Yes, they are out there. Yes, they are difficult. If you're an originator, you have to ask yourself how many hours are in the day or in the week. And if you choose to take on one of these loans, are you A, setting proper expectations? Does everyone know that you're not proficient? 
at doing one of these? Does everyone know that it's going to take three times as long? Do, do you know it's going to take you three times as long? Are you willing to work in the extra hours so that this one loan doesn't jeopardize all of the green time you should be facilitating by green time in prospecting, mm -hmm. making sales calls, doing marketing activities. Mm -hmm. And then if you are the borrower and someone has agreed to try their damnedest to get you qualified on a non-QM loan, cut them some slack. It's going to be hard. They're going to put you through the ringer. Like this is a loan product that doesn't fit in the box. It's everything about it is an exception. So there, it's not easy peasy mac and cheesy. Same thing for the realtor. Realtors, you should know what type of loan is your buyer receiving. What type of loan is it? If it's a non-QM loan, bank statement loan, debt service loan, loan for a foreign national, it's great that someone told you, yeah, we can do it. But did they tell you we could do it well? Did they tell you that they could do it with ease? Did they tell you they could do it um, and with expected timeframes? Mm -hmm. Or did they say, hey, look, all of our research indicates that this loan is one that's going to go through their system and very well may be a train wreck and I very well may need a contract extension. But the good news is, and this is the good news, and I don't want to throw non under the bus because it has its place. Right. We're doing a loan for somebody. No one wanted that loan anyhow. People wanted a home. We're helping someone get into a home where if we didn't have these products, the answer would have been no. Mm. At least the answer isn't no. The answer is maybe, I'm pretty sure, I think, <laughs> Look, if I'm doing a QM loan, the answer is yes. Yes, I can do it. I've vetted you. I've verified income. I've verified assets. I ran you through automated underwriting. I'm good to go. Mm -hmm. With a 99.8% accuracy, I'm going to get your loan closed. On a non-QM loan, say, like, hey, I've done all my research. I've called my account executive. I've reviewed what you sent me. Yeah, pretty sure. I think I'm kind of confident, but it's more like a 75-25. Right, I go from 99.8 to 75.25. 75% sure all my research indicates that we're going to be good. Yeah. But what I don't know is how smooth it'll go through. On my QM loans, I know how smooth it's going to be. I know who my processor is, which one of my five underwriters is going to be, which one of my three closures is going to be. And if I need something, I know where to walk or who to call. Right. On the non-QM side, I don't necessarily have that. So I think it's just good to know. It is out there. There are these loans out there, but they somewhat can be like urban legends. They can sometimes be like, well, I heard of a guy who did X, Y, and Z. Yeah, they probably did. But do you know what hoops they had to jump through? Do you know how long it took? Do you know how frustrating it was? Or do you just know the end result? Because if you just know the end result and you're not willing to go through the hoop jumping and the stress, it might not be the less, best loan for you to originate. It might not be the best loan for you as a consumer to sign off on. I think that's what you need to know about non-QM lending. That's my take at least. That's my two cents. Take it or leave it. I'd love to see your comments. Like, look, if you're listening to this on YouTube, by, by all means, yes. leave, leave your comments. In the next 30 days, John Coleman and Dennis Miller are going to have tloponline.com launched. launched. And on that particular website, there's going to be uh, everyone who wants to consume, acts, uh, consume content is going to be asked to register. Mm -hmm. It's free to register. And two thirds of the content is going to be free. Mm -hmm. And we have, I've seen it. I've <laughs> legit seen it. It's pretty damn good. Yeah. Right. And then there's even additional content. If you really want to geek yeah. out, we're going to charge you a small fee for that. Mm -hmm. And you can become a monthly member. But on that's also going to be a message board. Yes. Right. And we stole the message board idea from, from two places. 
The one of the places though is YouTube because mm-hmm. we noticed people are using the comment section as a bit of a message board. Right. So let's bring a message board to the people. Mm-hmm. We can discuss non-QM. Who are the investors? What are some of the pitfalls? Yeah. That'd be a great place to take that conversation because right. I'd love some feedback on this, yeah. right? Because there's some people who, who tuned in are like, DEO's full of shit, man. I close seven loans a month and I'm <laughs> right. a non-QM queen. Yeah. All right, cool, high five. I've just never met you. Yeah. I look forward to meeting you. Nice. Maybe even interview you. Maybe we'll do a whole entire show on it. But someone had requested to do a show on non-QM. This would be my shtick. This would be my spiel. Mm-hmm. You can check us out on Facebook. You can check us out on TikTok. You can check us out on Instagram, LinkedIn. Please follow us. I yeah. love watching our followers grow. Yep. I love messages. I'll do my best to reply to all messages. If I can't get to it, John gets to it. Yep. Sometimes we actually tag team him. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll see he commented on yeah. me on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. I'll come right behind him in content too. Yeah. 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 Um, Spotify, Apple Podcast, five-star reviews, thumbs up, yeah. shares, likes. We love it all. Yeah. We love it all. We ask you to engage. The more you engage, the more you like, the more you share, the more you tune in, the more you subscribe, the more we'll continue doing this. Absolutely. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen. That's all the time we have for you today, but we will catch you on the next episode where we redo the 12-week challenge. Deuces. Deuces.